It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hi, I'm Tina Spolatini with the Divas That Care Network. I'm here interviewing Adriana Gabasoni. She is an, an author. She has written a part in Candace Gish's book. Adriana is a, is a Brazilian author of a trilogy named Hidden Motives, Behind the, Behind the Door Number One, Lara's Journal, The Brilliant Game, and the Where the Road Goes series, Sketches of Life and Life Has Other Plans. Her first book, Behind the Door, Adriana won four gold medals, the Golden Book Award in 2017, the Reader's Choice Book Excellence, the BRAG Medallion in 2019, and ELIT Book Awards in 2019. Adriana has been a lawyer for 32 years, a former professor of law, and a writer of novels and legal books. But she is also a ferocious reader. She speaks four languages, English, French, Portuguese, and Spanish. When she is not practicing law or writing, she enjoys many interests and is very act- and a very active person. She loves to dance, the tango, and work out. She loves to travel, loves good wine, and has been studying astrology for 20 years. She paints and loves to cook for her friends. She also has two poodles, Charlotte and Bridget, and loves all animals. Welcome, Adriana. Thank you, Tina. Thank you very much for having me today. I'm very excited to hear about mothers and daughters and their relationships. Am I right? Oh, that was a wonder. Yes, it is. And it was a wonderful invitation, Candace. Uh, to me, so it was a pleasure to take part in, but it was also like a catharsis because I finally put on the paper my relationship with my mom, and it was great for me, psychologically including. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Well, uh, I wrote the story about my life with my mom, and it was always a complicated relationship. My mother was always criticizing me while I was growing up. Uh, it seemed I could never please her. She was always saying I had to lose weight, I had to talk more, I had to talk lower. So it seemed to me I was not the kind of daughter she really wanted. And that didn't improve with the time. Uh, we discussed it a lot. Uh, we have different points of views. And when I decided not to have kids, uh, psychologists start to blame that relation. So the chapter in Canvas book is all about that. Uh, how I was querying about the reason I didn't want to have kids. And uh, the relation of that decision with my relationship with my mom. So you're, yeah, it sounds like your mom had extremely high expectations of you. 
I don't know if she had high ex expectations on me or won herself through me, uh, but she had a uh, uh, um, positive about that, a notion of how a perfect daughter should be. It should be someone of good manners, uh, a nice voice, soft, and I'm nothing like that. Uh, I'm a tough, I'm a tough lawyer. I shout. I'm really Italian. I have Italian blood. I'm passionate about things. So I'm always communicating in a high tone of voice. I, I can't avoid fights. I'm always in the middle of words. <laughs> really, I wasn't the kind of idea. I didn't realize I, I was not the kind of daughter she had in mind, I think. Yeah, and I think, well, as a parent myself, I think it's hard to accept when you imagine what your daughter or what your son is going to be like, and then they don't turn out that way, then we want it, it we don't think about it, it's not like we plan it, but we, we keep trying to make that happen, right? So, I mean, I don't uh, know how you feel with your mom today, but I, I don't think that she was trying to hurt you. She just wanted no. to mold you into what she thought you should be. No, uh, nowadays our relationship is better. We are still working on it. But I think all the time uh, in her mind what she was doing was trying to improve me. And I'm, I'm so thankful. I realized that I'm, I'm tough. Uh, I'm a strong woman, I'm a, a person who knows her own way and who did her own way. Uh, my mother, I was not the kind of mother who would approve everything I did. I had to fight for every idea, for every decision I had. So that made me what I am today. So I'm really thankful to my mother. I don't think a softer mom would, would made me the way I am today. And I'm proud of myself. That's good. Does, does your mom tell you that she's proud of you? She says, she says, uh, last Easter I was with my parents. They are they are getting old. They are both 79 now. And she hugged me and she said, oh, I miss you. You are so far away from me. And you do so many great things. And you are always helping us with your, you are always giving your legal help. Um, I'm really proud of you, my, my daughter, and I love you. And uh, during my whole life, I've never uh, heard uh, my mother tell me she loved me. It was a different time. I don't think uh, my parents were taught how to express their feelings. So uh, it was even surprising for me that she said, oh, I love you, my daughter, and I miss you. It was that and I think it was tough for her to express herself in that way. I, yeah, it sounds like it was. And like you said, they weren't taught, right? And, I mean, they come from a generation where feelings were not talked about. No, uh, they were. They didn't have any rights. Uh, 
back at home, I think. For what my parents described, uh, my grandparents didn't allow much opinion for them. Uh, they were kids. They were not to listen. They were there to obey orders, and that was enough. So uh, they made huge progress uh, raising us. Uh, I have two siblings. Uh, and they had to learn. They also had to learn how to behave in another way. Right, absolutely. Did, has your mom read your, your part of the book? None of my novels. But, okay, I'm not going to say because they are mine. Uh, my mother hates books. <laughs> so just, just my father read all my novels. But not my mom. My mom never was a, a fan of reading or writing. Uh, she's basically a mathematician, and she works with numbers. So uh, she doesn't love a fictional world. Uh, I think she loves uh, more rational things she can touch and, and experiment. <laughs> That's almost funny. So your dad read them. My dad read For My Shame, yes, because my first trilogy, uh, my novels are psychological and erotic thrillers. So you can imagine your father reading erotica from you. Uh, it's a little bit of shame. Wow. Wow. What was his reaction to what you wrote about your relationship with your mom? Uh, no, I never, I never read uh, that chapter for them. Oh, so he, they not don't yet. really know what you've written. No, not yet. I, I, I really need more courage to translate that chapter for them. Do you think you'll get there? I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm going. Maybe I have to work more on my feelings because it was, uh, I, I really bared my chest with that chapter. So uh, for for strangers, for readers, there is no problem. But when it comes to your parents, uh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So I'm really thinking about that. I don't know. Right. I'm not sure. I, I understand that. I really do understand that. But I, I feel... And I, I mean, I, I'm not one to tell you, you know, what to do or give you any kind of advice, but I feel like that generation, um, they don't realize the hurt that they put on to us, you know, because of their teachings, what they were brought up to believe and what they were brought up to, be, like, to feel. So when if, if you were to tell your mom, you know, a little bit about you, what you wrote, maybe she would be like, oh, my goodness, I would have, I had no idea. She has some idea uh, about my feelings, about hers. She knows, uh, she, she's conscious that we have a complicated relationship, that our relationship is the kind of relationship we need to work uh, and not an easygoing situation. Uh, she, she knows, she knows, she knows. She knows. She knows. Now, you have a brother and you have a sister. Did they have the same relationship with your mom? No. My brother was that kind of favorite son, the only boy. She was always soft. Uh, she was always telling me I should give him examples and take care of him. But I'm just one year older. 
than he is. So you can wow. imagine. We, yes. I, and I always felt responsible for him because she she was always uh, telling me, take care of your brother. Uh, he listens to you. You have uh, to be a good example and things like that. But it's impossible when you are one year older, have that kind of responsibility. It's so Absolutely. much for a kid, but her relationship with my brother is just perfect. She was always taking care of him. She treats him like a, a baby, but she's 53. So he commits mistakes. She goes there and, and she finds the solution for him. It's not healthy. In another different way, is also not healthy because if you don't uh, allow people uh, to solve their own problems, they are never going to grow up. So I'd rather the kind of mother I had because I can survive. I don't know if my brother can. Oh, as that's a good point. Sister, as for my sister, uh, they are friends. My sister has the ability to understand my, my mother better. And I think she is the model of daughter my mother was like. Uh, she's delicate. Uh, She's lovely. Uh, she's not in a quarrel all moments of her life. She uh, is reasonable. She made a family. She had a kid. Uh, she She's a good girl in this family. But as people say, uh, good girls go to heaven, bad girls go everywhere. So I'm the bad girl in the rather no. way. I don't believe that at all. I do not believe. I think that, you know, you were just, you're you're living the journey that you were meant to live. I don't believe that you were, you and your sister are good and or bad. I don't believe that. No, no, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm a bad person. I'm just saying I really pursue my goals and no matter what, I'm going to reach them and I'm going to be the person I want to be, not the person others want me to be. <laughs> That's perfect. Thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Uh, is there anything from the book that you would like our listeners to know? Or maybe if you have uh, some advice that you could give to our listeners. Uh, I think when uh, we are talking about mother-daughter relationship, uh, we always have to try not to judge too much as I did in the past because our parents uh, – they they were raised in another time. It was a different uh, a different uh, time. Uh, no technology at all. Uh, just rules, and uh, they are doing their best from the background they have. So we can't judge them so hard. But also, we need uh, to try to improve the relationship accepting more of parents. We don't know how long we are going to have them. So we have to enjoy what we have from them. And um, erase the idea that we deserve that or that kind of parent. That's the parent we have. At the same time, parents should do the same. They have to completely raise the idea that I want a son or a daughter that is going to be this way. People 
are unique. Uh, and that's the beautiful, the beauty of life that uh, nobody is equal anybody and the personality is some, something so rare that it must be respected. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was so great talking with you, Adriana. I love your accent, by the way. Oh, I hate it, but it no. was a great pleasure to take to talk to you, Tina. <laughs> I would love so to much. get rid of my accent, but it seems impossible. No, no, it's beautiful. I think it's so beautiful. Thank you again. It was nice chatting with you, and I look forward to seeing your book. Thank you very much, Tina. Have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.